Welcome to the Lush Hearts Blossoming Podcast. I know what it is to suffer. I know what it is to want more in your life. Let this podcast be a tool and a resource for you to create the life of your dreams. I'm your host, Ashen Wolf. I am an extrasensory coach, completion process, and parts work facilitator, and shaman. Let's get into today's episode. Within your mind, within your mental body, you have stories running around. We have storylines, we have patterns, we have complete boxes that make our reality through our thoughts. And our emotional body and our trauma actually feed these thought patterns that got created. But there's also certain thought patterns that feed our emotions. So what happens is that when we've gone through certain experiences of trauma, the emotional body feeds in to creating certain thoughts. And there are thoughts that are interacting with our emotions and sending signals and waves to our emotions. And there are emotions that are sending up the message for certain thoughts to rise up. We have an ability to enter our storyline. If there's a novel about our life, it's living in our head. And we get to be the writer and literally rewrite that fucking story. We can do that today. Because I want you to understand that you're not powerless to your mind. You're not powerless to these stories. And I'm not going to tell you to throw mantras into your life and all is love and light and oneness and no okay you if you actually feel that way and if you actually come to feeling those things that's great but don't lie to yourself man you need to find a way to rewrite the thoughts that exist in your head you're not throwing a band-aid over them you're not trying to pretend they don't exist and throwing in some other warriors. You are actually facing the storyline of your novel and you're actually learning to rewrite it. And the more that we rewrite our story, the more that the chapters can be listed with all is one and all is love and all is beauty and I love myself and I love life and things like this. But we need to actually get there. And we get there through taking control over our narrative, over our storyline, and over what it is actually going on in our mental body or in our mind. We have mindscapes. We have lands that live within us that tell us what software is running, what programming is running in our life. Somebody who is thinking thoughts about lack of confidence is not going to take as many opportunities. They're not going to act upon as many things. They're not going to go towards applying for jobs that would be better for them. They're not going to decide to become an entrepreneur. They're not going to decide that they get to actually have a relationship that serves them. Right? If you are thinking negative thoughts about yourself and you're thinking negative thoughts about your life, you're probably going to go for the dead-end job that you hate. You're probably going to continue attracting toxic and abusive partners and letting them freaking do it and staying with them, regardless. When our mindscapes are telling a narrative that doesn't serve us, it destroys our life. And it 
kills us internally. And so we need to face those mindscapes. And I need you to know that you can have control over that. One of the greatest ways to face your mind is through something called parts work. Parts work is the understanding that our thought patterns actually come from aspects of us that can actually be their own personalities. So you could think of a part of you being the low confidence one because not all parts of you feel low confidence. You could think of a part of yourself being the one that feels powerless or hates itself. These are identities that live within us and feed the different storylines and words to us each and every day. But they're actually consciousnesses that live within us and come out through the day. And so what we can do is we can speak to that consciousness and we can go back to the trauma to the moment that we created that storyline and we can approach that belief we can approach that part of ourselves with curiosity and understanding because the more that we understand how that storyline got created and the more we understand what is in it for that aspect of ourselves to continue this belief system all parts of our psyche actually serve us. So there was a moment in time where that narrative that doesn't serve you anymore actually did serve you. And your psyche just hasn't updated to understand that. The reason that we think negative thoughts about ourselves or about our life is because it served to protect us as a strategy in that moment. It kept us safe at a time in our life. It kept us actually feeling safer than the alternative in that moment. And so we have to understand why that part of us thinks it's in our best interest to believe these things, why and how it's using its strategy to protect us and serve our life. And from there, what, the more we spend time in this part of our consciousness and bring it into awareness and bring ourselves into awareness of it, the more we can expand it to find resolution so that it can change the way that it thinks. For example, if you never talk to this part of you, it's going to stay ignorant and it's going to stay unaware and it's going to stay in its old strategies, patterns, and habits. Whereas if you take this part of you in and understand it and learn about it and work with it, it's like bringing it to school and it's letting it learn and it's letting it get a degree in being the best human being possible. And you can allow that belief to transmute and become the alchemy and change being a mind ninja. There are people that are doing this work, like myself. I am amazingly well-versed in parts work. And you can also learn to do this work on yourself by just channeling this part of you. So if you know, okay, I have a part of me that really hates myself, I can choose to channel that part. It's the same as any psychic channel that would channel a higher dimensional being, except for you're channeling a part of yourself. And you're just asking for this part of your consciousness to come over you. You're surrendering to it. You're trusting in yourself that you're allowing this to happen and that it's easy for it to happen. And you make that change and you start speaking from that part. You can write from that part. You can express from that part. And you can just work with this part. But just spending time 
in that consciousness will allow it to integrate. There are also splits with our parts. What that means is there are parts that are posing. We always either have a vulnerability and a protector part or two protector parts and a vulnerability. That's how our consciousness split. That's how it fragmented. And so these opposing parts are combative in nature. They want different things. They think different things about their life. And if we can go into the consciousness of one of these competitive parts and go into the consciousness of another competitive part, once we do that, it immediately starts doing something within our brain, within our consciousness, and it allows it to integrate it and become whole and start moving in one solid direction. What we're doing is we're creating a third way of going about things. If you have two ways, let's find a way that somehow goes down the middle and works for both parties. This is a process that is kind of like a lawyer going through resolution and fighting for the best interest of both parties instead of one or the other. This is a commitment to radical mental change in your life and to understanding the mechanisms that are ingrained in you and rooted in your mind each day that feed into how you live your life, how you experience and process and perceive the world. Going into our subconscious mind is the most powerful thing that you can do. It allows you to realize that you are in control of your life, that you are a creator of your own reality, because our thoughts are really why we are making the decisions and attracted to the decisions and aspects of life that don't feel good. It literally can come down to not understanding what would be better for us. And it's a simple action of getting up and walking in that direction, but we don't know where to go. When you become a mind ninja, you take control over your mind. You take control over the thoughts that you're thinking and the narrative of your life. And you decide to create a better one. You can also work on specific beliefs. So if I have a belief that no one will ever love me, you, you follow a cycle of questioning that allows you to break down what you're actually working with in that belief because it's more than just no one will ever love me. There is an entire story behind why no one will ever love you. There's an experience behind it. There's information behind it. And we have to understand that belief, question it, and create a line of questioning and a line of different uh, storylines, different options, different alternative ways of looking at things, different resources that we hadn't yet considered, that we did not know were available to us. I want you to get that if we can take control over our mind, if we can take control and free will over our subconscious thoughts, over the narrative of our life, if we have that power, if we have that ability, you can change everything. You can literally go into the software of your thoughts and that's true power. Because our thoughts are quite literally thinking how we're living our life in each moment. And it's everything to understand those thoughts, to learn from those thoughts, and to reprogram those thoughts. To know 
that you're not just stuck with feeling unworthy. You're not just stuck with feeling like a bad person. You're not just stuck with shame. You're not just stuck with thinking I'm always going to be in lack. I'm never going to find love. I only deserve this abusive person in my life. You're not stuck with those thoughts. Those thoughts found you at a point in time where they actually were something that was supposed to serve you in that moment. Because if somebody else already hates me, if I'm experiencing the external world hating me, it actually makes me safer to already think those thoughts so that I can control the situation more. I need you to get that when we think mantras or when we think thoughts like, I am worthy, I do love myself, I am abundant, it's kind of like planting a flower in your garden without roots. You are adding a flower to your garden. It is there, but it's going to die pretty soon. It doesn't really last very long. If you want to really create thoughts like that, you have to create them at the root. And the root is figuring out what roots are already in your mind, what roots are already in your garden, and going into those roots to learn from them, understand them, study them, and help them actually expand piece by piece. So for instance, if I'm thinking a thought like, it takes so much work to control eating healthy all the time. It, it just sucks so much to feel like I don't get to enjoy myself with the food that I eat anymore. If I'm thinking those thoughts and I feel powerless about health, I can raise that vibration by thinking, well, isn't the consequence of that subconscious part of me that feels like shit about itself worse than feeling restrictive? What if I get to feel abundant about eating a bowl of oatmeal without any sugar on it? What if I get to feel abundant to eat fruit or vegetables? What if I get to make it easier for myself by still knowing I get to feel full on healthy food? What if I can remember that when I eat really healthy, it feels like a waterfall running through my body instead of an acidic tornado? I've just raised my thoughts. I've just understood that the consequence of choosing to be restrictive and choosing to eat healthy foods doesn't have to feel so hard. If I choose with my own free will to find a way to think about it, I can raise my thoughts piece by piece by piece by understanding the root. For instance, if I have a belief or a thought that no man will ever love me, maybe the root is daddy didn't love me. Maybe the root is all men are going to be like daddy and not love me. Or maybe I'm chasing men like daddy who are avoidant and don't actually want to love me. And I can raise that thought to what men out there aren't like daddy? How can I choose with my own free will to enter the dating world in a way that I'm not settling for people that treat me badly? And I'm not chasing the people that are avoidant towards me. And I'm not chasing for someone who doesn't really want to treat me the way I want to be treated. What if I believe so much that the right man is out there for me, that is going to love me, that is going to be on the consciousness of what I want, that is going to meet my needs, that is going to commit to me, that is going to feel good to me, that I don't settle for anyone else, that I don't invest in anyone else, and that I keep on exploring that fish pond until I find that person and I don't settle.
and I don't feel powerless to these people and I don't even let the the sharks or the piranhas into my reality anymore because I'm searching for a freaking Nemo. We get to rewrite how our thoughts are presenting because the truth is a lot of people in that situation, they're like, well, no man is ever going to love me is the real thought. And so they go after men that don't love them. They chase men that don't love them. They chase situations where that's going to be reflected to them again and again. And they don't have to do that because they can change the thought and understand the thought and have power over the thought to create a different preference with their free will and their life. I hope that this helped you understand how you can do this too. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you want to find out more about me, you can go to blushheartsblossoming.com. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please follow us for more content. And also feel free to leave a review and write a comment to let me know how you felt about this.